0: Hello and welcome to another amazing episode of the Happy Hour with Ariel and Deuce. It is Saturday in the South and of course that always means it is game day. Normally it's college game day, but today it is game day at Huracan. con I'll tell you what guys, we have some very special guests with us today from Firelock Games. We've got Mike and we got Rufus. Say hi to everybody. How's it going guys? What's up guys? Well it is good to have you guys here and as always with every episode of the Happy Hour, we start off with a Deuce salute. Nice, crisp, cold. It's going to be a good time, and it's going to be a party. And speaking of a party, you guys got a party going on at your booth. You guys's booth here at Huracan is amazing. Why don't you tell me what all you guys got at your booth today?
1: Well, thank you very much. Uh, so we've brought our we've brought our full range of our our main game, Blood and Plunder, which is a seventeenth uh, and uh, early eighteenth century game about. Uh, It's mostly about pirates, but it covers all the colonial kind of combat and stuff. It's a game that you play on land and sea, so it has rules for skirmishes on ships or on shore, and they kind of interchange. Um, We've got, of course, uh, our other game set in the same setting, Oak and Iron, which is kind of, if you're familiar with X-Wing, it's kind of like an X-Wing type of game, but with sailing ships. Uh, Then, of course, we've got uh, Rufus's, the game Rufus wrote, uh, Blood and Valor, which is a take on the blood and plunder rules and kind of just converting it over and changing it up to work as a uh, skirmish game for the First world War. And um, <coughs> another one is uh, blood and steel we got blood and steel which is uh, it's a Victorian era game again based on the same blood and plunder system uh, and that one has been they've been running that one quite a bit. All weekend, and we actually sold out of books for that one, so we sold all the books we brought. Well, you only brought one book. <laughs> yeah, so we only. Um, that uh, yeah, th- that's that's <laughs> the plan. So, uh, and then we also have our dice game, Scurvy Dice, which is a game where you roll up a, a ship and race to an island and get treasure. And if you, uh, and if you screw that up, you end up with scurvy. It's a fun game where you screw each other over constantly. Uh, and uh, that's about it. We've also brought a, a demonstration of our <clears throat> of the first box. We got our sample box for our Kickstarter. Uh, the where we're moving all the game into the for blood and plunder into the 18th century, and it starts out with the Blackbeard versus Maynard final battle. So the box themed around that, and that's definitely had a lot of attention this weekend.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, uh, it, it we and it, of course you fans at home have figured out Ariel's not here this weekend. She she had some things that you had to handle, and our thoughts, love, and prayers go out to her and her family. Um, but she really last uh, when we were here for recon she really wanted to buy some stuff for you guys and time just got away from us with podcasting everything we did it just got away and she didn't so she was full bore planning to buy stuff from you but last night we shared you guys' post about the big box, and I mm-hmm. think she's all in on that because mm-hmm. it looks like that's a great starter point. Like it's 150 bucks. It, 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 did I get the price point right? 145 close 145. enough. 145. So it's 145. But right out of the box, you're good to go. You've got everything you need to play, and you're good. Yeah, it really is
1: everything because we uh, we tried to be as thorough as possible. So you get two ships in there. You get two crews for the ships. You get all, the, your all commander. Hard, all hard, all plastic. hard plastic, too, I should point out. Yeah, this is our first foray into hard plastics. Uh, so you got the Blackbeard miniature, the Robert Maynard miniature. So those are the, your commanders. You got the, the rule book, the full rule book, the activation decks you need to, to activate, little punch out tokens, a ruler, <coughs> the little uh, movement gauge for the ships. You have a paper C mat. Then on the flip side is a like a little land area. Oh, And then okay. some little punch-out, like 2D terrain pieces. Oh, Some nice. shoals, they're two-sided again. Shoals for the water and little, like, forests for the land. So if you have zero war game experience and you don't have any terrain or anything, you could buy that box. All you need is some glue and some snips to cut the plastic out and you're ready to go. Now, tell us where they can find the box and all your fine products if they're not here at the event this weekend. Yeah, so if you're not, the best place to go is just FireLockGames.com. That's well, where you find us.
0: Go check out the website and make sure when you go and talk to them, you tell them that the happy hour with Aaron Deuce sent you. I want to circle back to a game you were just talking about. It, it was something oak. Oak and Iron, yeah. Oak and Iron. So you said it's almost like the X-Wing game. So my question to you is, are the miniatures sm- – because the X-Wing yeah. game, the miniatures are smaller, so the boats are a little bit smaller Yeah. that one, so you can have bigger scale uh, – Boat battles basically, right?
1: Yeah. So Blood and Plunder is twenty-eight mil, which is roughly one fifty-six scale. Right. Uh, Oak and Iron is one six hundred scale, so it's uh, the ships tend to go between about two to four inches oh, nice. inside. So they're it's a much more compact game, and that game has the same effect that we're doing um, with Blood and Plunder, yeah. right? With the new starter box for the the core set for Oak and Iron is kind of a totally self-contained game. You get six ships in there. You get again the C mat. The terrain, the rule book, the cards, the tokens, right. the dice—everything you need is all ready to go. So you could buy it. You can almost treat it like a board game. You could just buy that and just play that like a million times. With yeah, the and, you the box. To, and you, you, you don't know.
2: have to paint the ships if you don't want to. You, they're mm-hmm. already yeah. brown on the bottom, the sails, and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, what you just did is exactly how you're <laughs> supposed to do it. As close to the bows as possible, Rufus. But like you were saying, it's a, uh, it's basically almost like a board game. Like out yeah. of the box, you're good to go. So mm-hmm. you only have to buy extra pieces if you really want to. Yeah,
1: and there's no really, there's not really any assembly with it. There's one yeah.
0: sail that you'll have to glue on the sloop, but you don't yeah. have to put it on if you don't want
1: to. Yeah. Uh, but that's uh, so it the sail the mast just pop yeah. right into the ship. So oh, that's removable. awesome. The holes are. Uh, plastic brown uh, brown plastic sorry and those sails are white right so you got enough color that you don't you know if you're not if you're uh, intimidated by painting you can play with it how it is and it doesn't look terrible it's not great plastic on the table
0: and i will say this even on your regular minis they're so articulate that i feel like if you didn't paint them you'd still be fine if that makes any sense because they look so good because Mm -hmm. just using my personal experience i have parkinson's so Mm -hmm. painting little miniatures for me ain't happening kid And then Mm -hmm. the other problem is you get people to paint Mm them. It's really it's expensive if you get people to paint your minis. So I Mm -hmm. like being able to take something out of the box, and just play with it. You know, glue it together, and you're good to go. And you don't have to paint it if you don't want to. Right. Yeah. Because you guys, hands down, have some of the prettiest minis I've seen. Well, thank you very much. I I mean, they're beautiful. Um, They almost look three D printed as as gorgeous as they are in the attention to detail. but tell me about your new project, I think it's War Stories, if I'm right? That's
1: right, War Stories is uh, the thing that we are, it's on pre-order right now, and it's currently in the works, it's, it's getting wrapped up, getting ready to go to the printer, and that is a Second World War RPG. Oh, okay. So, it's, um, it's based on the Year Zero engine, so okay. if you're familiar with that, uh, that's the system that uses a modified version of the Year Zero engine and it's basically the whole theme of the way he has it set up, it's kind of like a band, a band of Brothers thing, right? So you've got your group and you're <clears throat> going on these missions and your fire team and stuff, and it's, it's super fun. I, don't, I, I actually don't, my, my partner, Alex, who <clears throat> doesn't ever want to get on the microphone. As, <laughs> as <laughs> you just yeah, experienced. Yeah, we just experienced, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, he's a big time role player. So he, th- this is like his brainchild. I have not really done a lot of role playing uh, but I did play War Stories and it was a lot of fun. Uh,
0: I, I obviously had to test it, to make sure it's not, you know, make sure it's up to snuff. Yeah. So, but uh, <laughs> I've got to say, at least the setting for me is amazing because, like, I love the book Band of Brothers. Then they did the HBO <laughs> miniseries. Then they did The Pacific. Yeah. And I like it when instead of it's you know, the war so zoomed out where it's like the big war, you're getting almost like the Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, movements. it's like a squad yeah, level. Yeah, yeah you're super squad small. level, and you're small, and you're making those relationships, and I think that that is a, a, just a brilliant idea for role-playing game, and I've never heard of any game set in any kind or of that ad- yeah. setting His, role-playing. Historical war gaming in that's actually, yeah. yeah, that's kind of ignored.
1: That's actually how it all came about because um, <clears throat> Alex was – would, he was re-watching Band the Brothers, and, and he was like, man, I really want to – like, this would be such a great role-playing setting. So he was looking for a rule set, and he realized that one doesn't really exist. There's some kind of – there's, like, some mods for other systems and stuff, but it's not really the same. Yeah, it's not specific yet dedicated for it. There's no, specific, dedicated, yeah, dedicated, yeah, there's it, no dedicated system to it. and He was shocked by that. He actually called me, and he said, he said, he goes, Hey, do you know that there is no World War II role playing game out there? And I told him, That's impossible. Of course, there's. there's you know, but I haven't I heard of it. I think so, too, until <laughs> I saw it
0: today. And I was like, I couldn't rack my brain. The the best I could think is um, maybe like a GURPS yeah. or one of those, like, where it's like a catch-all role-playing, yeah, but that's yeah, exactly. like a ca- that's not specifically designed exactly. for that. And, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Like, you would have to shoehorn that into work, but to make a system that works just for that, exactly, I think yeah. is brilliant. And yeah. for people like me that like the historical and like the small squad, the band of brothers, I mean, that'd be great for like a homebrewed table of like four or five people. You know, that'd be perfect.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what we've gotten done with it. So, and uh, in the same vein, we've also got. Um, <clears throat> Not to be left behind, we have uh, using the same system, uh, modified again, of course, to fit the period, but we're doing one for uh, that slots right in with blood and plunder. so a, a, pi- a pirate themed one or a colonial historical one, if you will. So oh, nice. It'll well work that. for, you know, you could do you could do your pirate stuff, of course, have your pirate crew running around and pillaging and plundering and all that. Or you could do, you know, uh, like you could do something like the Revenant, where you're well, a, a group like of the fur old, traders. Remember the old Sin Pirate, Sin, Sin Meyers Pirates? Pirates yeah. 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 It's like that, a, little a little more, a little more open-ended it. because you could be, like I said, you know, like a group of fur traders yeah. you know, going through the wilderness and stuff like that. So there's all kinds of options of things you could do in it. So, uh, but it's all it, we're, we're, it's a, it's a niche that we see hasn't really been. I know there are some historical role-playing games out there, but uh, I don't think there's any that have really been pushed to mass market. So we're that's something we're trying to now um, get into and cover.
0: Well, I think that's brilliant. Also, you said you're also <coughs> doing one that's going to be more of a like a, a pirate themed kind of one as well, right? Which mm-hmm. is great because now you can have your own homebrew table like Black Sails. If mm-hmm. you remember that show, yeah, like of you can you can well, do that at home.
2: Also, if you play Blood and Plunder, yeah, and they come out the rpg for you have all your miniatures already ready to go exactly <laughs> so, i mean it's, it's you're actually set up a you don't need anything player, yeah because yeah. you've
0: got everything you need you can you play can play them with different mm-hmm. games with the same miniatures, and if you don't have so. miniatures doesn't matter you
2: yeah you can just do it all, all Yeah, well some people rpg just all in their head <clears> yeah that way yeah yeah well all of us are i like to push a little dudes around
1: if there's some people who don't like that and they don't that's fine yeah the game is definitely set up where you can do either so
0: yeah, but I think that it's brilliant that even though it's set up that you can do either, you've got the option if you're doing like say a long term campaign, right? You can do the RPG, and then when you get to these big battles, you need to play out. Bam! You can bring out the minis, you can bring out the boats, and you can actually play the I mean, whole make story. it look make it look pretty, make you it know, look yeah, pretty, and also just mm-hmm. kind of. You know, do it a little bit differently and do it in a bigger scale. Because mm-hmm. I'm very tactile when I'm playing games. I want to be able yeah, to touch Yeah, me too. It. I like to yeah, touch stuff and push it around. That and use the tactics. Because in my head, I can't necessarily understand the tactics. But mm-hmm. when I put it on the board and I can move the pieces like, oh, he's up against this wall. Sure. Or I'm hiding I'm, by that barrel. <laughs> right. Or I'm moving from this cover to that cover. But yeah. when I've got it in my head and maybe yeah. just some scribbles on a piece of paper, I'm like, uh-oh. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do because I don't. I can't see it up here. So right. it's great that you've got those interlocking pieces.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of what we've always wanted. But we that was kind of the original plan. It took us like seven years to execute on it. No, but the idea you, you was need to, to lie uh, about it. It's only been six months. Yeah, Shut up. Right. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we totally got it. Don't favor. tell the truth. When eh? we first <laughs> started <laughs> Blood and Plunder. Who's tell the truth in podcast Come <laughs> on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When we first uh, started Blood and Plunder, the idea was that, we would do other games to connect together with it. And Oak and is the same thing, although the pandemic kind of messed up our plans to create the, the, the systems to go together. We just went into survival mode and not a lot of development happened in that period. But uh, it's still a work in progress that's coming out. But all the systems that happen in the same time period that we're doing all will have an interconnection that you can kind of play together. So that's gonna be cool.
0: Well, I like that they have an interconnection because, and I'm, I'm Mr. Dum Dum Dummy on this, so you guys can fill me in. I'm thinking, like, say, if you've got the pirates and maybe you want to mix them with some of the figures from, like, other of your style of games, like maybe some of the colonial stuff or whatever, you mm. should be able to intermix those pretty easily, shouldn't you? Or yeah, am I of, way off base?
1: Yeah, well, if, if, if you mean the colonial stuff, like the later colonial stuff, you could. Yeah. The stats work the same way on okay. the system, but um, –
2: well, a, bit, a big thing too the, with all the the, the
1: the mechanics are a little different between the games, yeah. but you could technically yeah. do it, and it would it would work. Well, yeah, the big thing It'd too is if,
2: if you know how to play Blood and Plunder, if that's like the way you got into the system, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, the other games you could pick them up almost instantaneously. I mean, they ri- you know uh, there's a lot of commonality between the games, which is a, a positive thing because it makes it easier to pick them up and understand them. That's they're like they're like cousins in a yeah. family. You know, they're not just identical copies. So but it it's kind of got the same thing. They feel like different yeah. games, but yeah. it makes it easy to understand to play them all. So. People have been calling it the Blood and X system. But blood really? Ex, system. Blood and X. That's what they've been saying now. Oh.
1: So one of the, another game that we have in development. <laughs> Rufus, you really didn't know that? Nah. We don't, <laughs> we I, don't
2: don't pay a, I don't pay attention. We don't, we don't tell Rufus anything because nah, he doesn't care. Because I don't care. Well, and this
0: might be a horrible analogy, but the way I look at it, it's like chicken. Mm-hmm. Like, you can make a thousand different things with chicken, because chicken is your base. And it seems like with your games, it's kind of the thing. You've got one solid base, right. and then you can kind of splinter off and do different things with it. And then if you go and do the different things with it, you still know what mm-hmm. you're doing, because the base is pretty right. much the yeah. same across the That's board. That's a
1: good analogy. Instead of blood and eggs, you should call it blood and chicken. Yeah, there the you go. <laughs> so you can go blood know. and chicken. kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the other systems that we've got um, that is getting tested here um, is the blood and crowns, which is that's the Mr. If you Cupcakes. Saw yes. Yeah. Mr. Cupcakes. Medieval yeah. medieval. Uh, it's his 100 uh, his, uh, years war uh, medieval system for blood and plunder. It's or the, uh, blood and, and the
2: blood uh, and chicken system. Yeah. And that one's <laughs> probably, you know, from the limit, I know is probably closer more to blood and plunder. It is. Yeah. Than it be, but it kind of works the time period. How, th- how the armies function, they're more similar, actually not technologically similar, but how right. they actually function, like training right. and all that stuff to the blood and plunder period than, say, World War One or Victorian, you know, trained soldiers. You right. know, it's a yeah. different. And he's maintaining the amphibious
1: aspect of the rules, which the other si- yeah. the other systems haven't done yet. Dude, I got gunboats. Oh, I got gunboats. I got have rules. a
0: gunboat battle. Yet. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's keeping the
1: ship rules in there so you can have your cogs and – and your galleys and stuff all yeah. fighting each other, which is cool.
0: Now, with your blood and valor system, you said that's going to be World War One. Yeah, oh, but that's awesome. Is,
2: yeah, that's already out. We well, the
1: fir- the, running f- the
2: first book, yeah, I was running games yesterday. Mm-hmm. The first book uh, has has the rules, which is out, and it has ten factions in it. which okay. mm-hmm. it focuses on the Western Front, but it also mm-hmm. focuses on a little bit of Africa, Africa, Gallipoli. You know, you know. So I tried to encompass, you know, a, t- a taste of the all these. Not just the Western Front, because a lot of people here at World War One they just think trenches. Mm-hmm. But the expansion, um, it doesn't, it adds rules. It doesn't rewrite any of the rules from the original book. But my idea was the expansion, which is similar to No Peace Beyond the Line. Which No Peace Beyond the Line is our it's, big it's expansion for Blood and Plunder, right. where we added like 68 factions. Yeah, mine's oh, wow. mine <laughs> has over 60 factions. Wow. I have a lot more um, scenarios. I added a lot more like gunboats. You could do an armored train thing. I even have a scenario where you do tunnel fighting, which is more like a Space Hulk type yeah. thing, where you individual guys. And then I encompassed, I tried to encompass the rest of the world, okay? The 60 factions, and I also got into the um, Russian Civil War.
0: Well, I really, really like that, and the reason I like that is because, like, I'm a big World War II fan, and a lot of times when you see people, they're playing the kind of the... You know the Normandy, the, the yeah. They, well, r- they, they I mean, to I, that side I've always war. been in yeah. big
2: into World War Two, and I, yeah. and I, you know, I used to play a lot of games. But what's happened, you know, it's it's and not to talk bad about World War Two, but it, it gets it's almost gotten kind of stale for me. Yeah, It says everybody plays Normandy, Let's do Normandy, Stalingrad. Yeah. Let's you know, and and, it, and it's like how many more times? and there's going to do this. And what happened with World War One, which is that time period is incredibly interesting, but we happen to have World War Two after it. Yeah. And we all talk about World War 2 and you forget mm-hmm. about what happened in World War 1 like right. in, in the expansion I have you know the Japanese a lot of people don't they were on our side a oh, lot of wow. people don't realize that yeah they were on they were fight, they were on, they were our guys yeah. and then they were fighting the Chinese so I have Chinese and Japanese and, and just and then the Russian Civil War was insane I mean just all the crazy <laughs> crazy characters and people running around there was a Hungarian guy that uh, got captured by the Russians he got free from the Austro-Hungarian army he, and then he went to Mongolia and declared himself the new Genghis Khan oh wow and he was the last um, white Russian general to surrender Wow yeah, this guy's nuts. Yeah. He's nuts. You learn something new <laughs> but, here on the Happy Hour, guys. But, you get a little bit of history. But, I mean, how can you be more interesting,
0: though? What a crazy guy, dude. Yeah. I like, don't think I see, survive. <laughs> and that's what I like about what you're doing, because, like I said, you know, everybody in World War II, they just want to do Normandy and stuff, but I like the island hopping, like the Pacific Well, side. that's one thing yeah. I did with the first book in Blood and Valor,
2: is a lot of, you know, a lot of the war gaming industry we're in is written, England is, you know, and United Kingdom is like the – Especially historical war right, games—that's right. where a lot of it's come out of—and it's diversifying now. Right. Mm-hmm. But we added, we made sure we put Americans in the World War One book. Right. Because they had, were involved in World War One. Plus, we're an American company, so right. let's put Americans in the book. Why can't they be part of it? Which all too. of our British friends. Uh, yeah, and and you best. know how you spell <laughs> valor in England is with the O-U-R, you know, O-U-R,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so all my British buddies, every time they look at the book, they know it's an American book, <laughs> ah. <laughs> we, we corrected it for them, yeah, yeah we spelled it the correct, the correct way. way, like color, you know, color, valor, they sell it, you <laughs> <laughs> can't spell
0: anything, oh man, that's great, but I mean, I love what you guys are doing now, like you said, you're an American-based company, where are you guys based out of, we're based out of Miami, Florida, nice, yeah. nice, so uh, how how's everything going at home base and operations i know we've you know we're coming out of of covid thank god uh things are opening up again how's everything going with the business now that everything's starting to to widen back up and open back up so we're we're
1: adapting to the new world is the best way to put it Uh, i think everybody is brother (laughs) i don't think you're alone in that boat we're glad to have made it through uh so at, at this point we are seeing thankfully a lot of growth we're seeing a lot of game stores and a lot of communities picking up we're seeing a lot a lot of our sales, traditionally, a lot of most of our sales were on our website, right. direct orders, people just picking stuff up, probably playing at home in clubs, whatever. Uh, but now we're seeing a big, big shift to a lot of people, a lot of stores ordering and a lot of distrib-
0: uh, distributors ordering, right? So. Well, that was actually going to be my next question, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll pull the curtain back as far as you want to pull it, mm-hmm. but how's things going with, like, the in-store, like, Hey, you know, I'm yeah. a comic shop. I'm a hobby shop. I want to carry you guys' product. Is that started right. to boom up That's now that they're that back? That started to boom up a
1: lot yeah, and, yeah. I, and higher than probably pre-COVID levels. Uh, wow! So well,
2: the people are back out at stores. right? And I think yeah. people are games, out of full yeah. force. And yeah.
1: despite despite no one having money anymore, they're uh, they still want to have you know. And wait, the, the wait, last wait, wait, wait a minute!
2: Wait a minute! financial concerns and getting into this exactly. hobby, do not mesh. No, <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter. Well, your, your financial uh, limitations. It's like, can I buy this wanna... army or do I pay my mortgage? I'll buy the army. I'll you know, exactly. pay the mortgage later. I don't well, care. think about it. You've got a
0: family of four. You go to the movies and mm. you get popcorn, soda, all that stuff. You're like at 100 bucks. You spend another 45 You mm. get that box and that gives you yep. – Tons of entertainment. Well, that, You've got yeah, multiple nights of entertainment. That's like you, you off that. know, when, exactly, yeah. in
2: 2007 right. when they had a recession, right. Board games went to the roof. Yeah, you hobbies, buy a board game, you can play up. it. Yeah. you can play it ten times in your house. Right. Or you could go to one movie and then it's done. And hobbies know. in general maintain themselves and just kind of, or even in
1: increased. something to do with your family. You and know right. what, yeah. what, what the people who get screwed over—the ones selling coffee—you know, nobody's going to spend five bucks on coffee when they don't have money. But they'll, but they'll drop you know 150 on a game, no problem. And I, I, I'm speaking they for myself And go home and here look here at, at it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I, and I think <laughs> now things opening back
0: up, people want to hang out with their friends again because exactly. they're, they they miss so much time. They miss like a year and a half ish. Yeah. Uh, with their friends, and so now they want to do stuff at home because it's cheaper, mm-hmm. and also well, we've noticed
2: that at the last couple cons we've gone yeah. to, like Historic Con and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah, they're and and the thing, I mean, these guys, they're into buying stuff because they've yeah. been sitting there and they haven't been able to buy yeah, anything or I mean, get anything, and they just attack the vendor hall. Oh and yeah, yeah. Like, this wow, this con here, if, I've, I've definitely
1: noticed an increase in attendance since the last one. Yeah. I don't know if you have. I, definitely I haven't noticed fun. anything, actually.
0: Yeah, well, that's because you've been I noticed where my time. bottles of rum are, and yeah, that's what so. I'm concerned about. Well, I will say this. <laughs> I, I, I would like to attribute the happy hour with Ariel and Deuce helping promote the convention and the uptick, because since we have been working with the convention so much hand-in-hand, they have had a lot more growth. They've been selling out the rooms quicker. I'm not saying it's us, but I'm not saying it's not us, if you know what well, I'm saying. Well, could it, be. It can't, something. can't <laughs> hurt. That's for yeah, sure. Exactly. <laughs> So, um, but I I love seeing the turnout. The turnout has been a lot more. Also, I I love seeing, even though I'm going to kind of step on your toes a little bit, just the amount of vendors that are coming out it seems like there's a what? Up there's spell. other vendors yeah <laughs> no we <laughs> don't we actually a lot of them are buddy well yeah. i figured you a lot guys of them are probably are really friends. tight yeah, d- 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 group yeah, i look you all forward to it because like like Most like phil Except sure no, we don't like Phil. <laughs> yeah, no, <we> like <laughs> there's always that one guy right hey, <laughs> hey
2: phil figured it out he has his wife run the booth and he plays oh, yeah, games awesome. he just that's all he does that that's the way to work that's why we don't like him but we actually look forward to see you know see him forward to seeing him and i like him a lot we don't like phil because we're jealous of him he gets to hung
1: he gets to hang out here and make money selling stuff and then actually gets to play too. We not get that <laughs> That's why you guys were like at, at eight o'clock you're like, ah, we'll
0: do a podcast with you you know. So That's no, right. that that worked out That's perfect. Right. perfect. We we left the two. Yeah. We you run the booth.
2: We leave. Yeah. Left so the elite team behind to. Uh, oh, you know I this. I ta- I always tell everybody this. I tell it when we are at Historicon, I told everybody that w- <laughs> we won the best booth award. <laughs> I would I would agree. There is no best. Booth oh. Award, but wow. we, but we printed up a thing said we won it. So <laughs> yeah. was like, oh, congratulations. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, If it, be, it becomes true. If it after becomes a while, true. Right? If you, if you <laughs> say it long enough and loud enough, it becomes yeah, true. I yeah. I booth,
1: yeah. booth at Historicon and
2: the, for the the bigger. It shows, was the, the best booth. I mean it's Oh, week. no, we do a whole big backdrop.
1: The Mythic kind guys kind of kinda tried to compete with us, uh, they, but they just had a big 3D printed week, week model. Soft, it's like a big soft. statue, Weeks big deal. Soft. Anybody could get a statue.
0: Well, you guys do have a great booth because you have all your merchandise, you have your banners up, but what I also like is you have banners up at the different tables that are playing, so everybody kind of yeah, knows like, this doing. is our territory, and you've got your games that they're playing right in front of your booth, well, which is good marketing. Yeah, I've been so, going to the HFGS Con here for, God, like
2: almost 15 years. Yeah. And for in the beginning, for years, it was very kind of entrenched. It was this and it's the same. It's a lot of the same people. It's kind right. of cool you see a lot of people. Yeah. But it's very entrenched, and it was no, nothing new. It was it was the same vendors, and then Firelock and Mike kind of got that corner. Changed the game, yeah. And we've slowly, we're basically about a quarter of the con is us. <laughs> Yeah. And those tables on front are always our tables. Yeah, Like that whole section they just like which that's is super just awesome And that then favorite. we can do whatever yeah. the hell we yeah. want on Which, which is great we just that they put let stuff let out there. So it's
1: awesome. We we love this show. It's great. But oh no, this is out yeah. of all the shows we go to, it's like this our is, favorite. is my favorite show. <laughs> well, the other thing too <laughs> is a
0: from a marketing point, it's <laughs> brilliant because you've got all the tables running your games and it's right, right, right in, next to the yeah, merch. Yeah. So it's like once you get off that high of playing the game, it's like, "Oh, the stuff is right there." Yeah, we got we got
2: lucky at one of the historic cons one that they did in Valley Forge. Okay. We ran tournaments of all three games, you know, Oak and Iron, Blood and Plunder, Blood and Valor. At right. the time, Blood and Steel was not Still, quite yeah, not out yet. up to tournaments yet. It yeah. had just come out. That's right. And, no, and no, we no, had – I was like 60-some people run through the tournaments right in front of our booth. Yeah. So it was really great because we could just walk back and forth. They were like right there. So. Oh, wow. It was, it was yeah. cool.
1: And we had really good turnouts for those. So. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, that was that was good. And the guy that ran it, which was
0: Mitch Reed, which yeah. did a really good job. So yelled at everybody kept him in line but you know he does that he's good he's good with that awesome well mike and rufus i want to thank you again for coming on the show today also we want to give a big shout out and thank you to HMGs south for having us out celebrity guests this weekend at Huracan. we greatly greatly appreciate it and as always deuce is on the loose see you guys later bye